0: Well, there's also, like, we also, we've had extras and all this sort of other stuff. So, like, we've done more than 666 episodes, mm-hmm, you know. For so, sure. Like, no doubt. Maybe, maybe we had, like, maybe 20 back was, like, maybe it was a real bad one. <laughs>
1: you,
0: oh, know? You, you want to count the extras and then go back and see what? Maybe. I don't know how math, I don't know how, like, you know, Satan's math works, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except what the kids are learning these days
1: satan's math common core is that what it is mm-hmm. aka <laughs> devil's math potentially potentially
0: I don't know yeah so uh just prepare yeah. to uh it'll be great
1: it'll be perfect yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. 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 y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year to tell you the truth
1: really? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get
3: fine. the
0: That train is off the track.
3: <laughs> I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show
1: needs is
3: more dogs and bears chickens and stuff.
0: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 667. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're just going to dig into... The specifics, uh, some specific players on the Pacers team. We'll got a stat of the week for you. We got the Wemby watch, and if we got some time, we'll do an Undegoogable for you. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
2: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Unbeatables? Uh, Got nothing to shout out this week. Hopefully uh, the Pacers are back on track by the time you're hearing this. From
0: Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson.
1: What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, Shout out this week to Obi Toppin. I was uh, prepping for this show and uh, realized that in the Celtics game, Obi Toppin was... A negative 41 in the plus-minus. That's, that's tough to do. Shout tough out. to do. Shout out. From Boise. You yeah, got scooped. My status <laughs> are in the... No, it really wasn't. No, it was... Look, I've scooped you before, but never in the shout-out, so...
0: Right, exactly. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper.
3: What is going on, fellas? Yeah, I I think in that according to CBS's plus minus we were negative two fifty five in that game, so <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem good.
1: It doesn't Please. seem good. Yeah, uh, uh, TJ McConnell was negative twenty nine, but you know compared to negative twenty one, it doesn't seem or forty one, it didn't seem that dramatic. He was our leading scorer too, so you know.
3: Anyway,
0: yeah. math's hard. Before we get into this show, I would like to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. All right, team, we've got, um, not I I don't, it's not a complete sample size, but we've got enough of a sample size, I think, that, that we can start to make, um, you know, some some opinions that have a little bit of data behind them. Now you've seen enough basketball games with, with this team, um, that, that you may have some, some, you know, thoughts and feelings and emotions and opinions on, on individual players and maybe a little bit of the team as a whole. Uh, we've, we've seen enough, I think. So, uh, I really wanted to dig in a little bit to, to some of these guys, um, to kind of see, get, I want to get your read on, on some of these. So, um, the first one the first one I got to want to talk about w- was Obi Toppin. he's a you know new new signing to the team he's our starting power forward does not seem to be a closer um he's been um you know on the highlight reel a bunch his but he's not been scoring a ton um I think he's got a really good potential and I feel like there's better play to come for him I don't think he's been playing particularly poorly. Um, but I don't think he's really been producing in the stats column. Um, Jason, what are you? What are your thoughts on Obi Toppin so far this season?
2: I would say we're getting what we expected from Obi Toppin. Okay. I mean, I think he's providing some energy and some excitement, and he, I agree with you. His numbers don't jump off the stat sheet, and he himself doesn't jump off the the floor when you're when you're watching the game, or he doesn't pop out. But he makes two or three games two or three plays a game that are impactful like i think it was the either the charlotte game or the cleveland game he came up with just this brilliant um offensive rebound out of nowhere that saved a possession and and re- was really key and you know like you mentioned the the alley-oop dunks are definitely the things that make uh sports center but i think he's doing some of the little things that uh that we like i mean if you look at his numbers you know, compared to his previous seasons, he's basically the same. Um, you know, he's eight points four re- his rebounds actually are up, um, which reflects you know the eye test of activity on on that end. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're getting what we kind of expected. I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I think the activity level has been even higher than I thought. I, I feel like he. You know he's trying to poke the ball away. He's trying to, you know, stand in front of his man, um, and and those highlight dunks are, you know, especially when you're playing at home, are you know momentum changers and and it gives the ball handlers options. You know you don't have to you can throw up that lob in traffic and know that he's going to bring it down. Um, so he is impacting the game. Um, you know eight and four from your starting power forward. I don't know. Um, not great. Not great. Uh, he's only but playing he's, twenty-two minutes. In well, this. that's the other thing, right? He's 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 playing bench minutes, even though he's starting, right? So, for a bench guy to give you eight and four, um, and some you know two highlight dunks a game, and, and a little bit of defensive effort, you know, it was yeah, that's worth two first round draft picks or uh, second round draft picks. <laughs> Ooh, Se- boy, second I love round to be draft, draft picks. with you. <laughs> that's
3: worth two second round draft picks. I feel it. Like. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. Uh, unselfish and pretty efficient for us you know he's not disrupting what we're trying to do that is that's definitely right. he's, not sure. a, that's, he's not that's, a that's, minus yeah, yeah that's an ex- no, excellent point harper yeah okay yeah i mean i i mean i i
0: i am on board with with all you guys are saying and i i i'm telling you, i've not been unhappy with him it's just kind of um i guess i was maybe wondering if anyone else was expecting like a a, a bigger jump and it's kind of just been yeah, I mean, what we got, and and yeah, I mean, he's not disruptive. You know, he 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 plays within the in the game, and that uh, that the, the team is is is
1: playing. So I'm uh, all right. I'm all, I'm all right with that. Um, is this is his fourth season. Is that correct? Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of expect him to make a jump this year, or he's kind of going to be who he is. Um, I don't know.
2: Is this enough and for you? <laughs> one of the broadcasts uh, this week, Quinn was talking about Obi Toppin, and, and that he's the kind of player that you kind of need to m- call plays for. Like, if you want him to be a scoring guy, like you're going to need to call plays for him. Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting because you know my initial impression is you know just let him go grab an offensive rebound here or there and put it back or get in a run out alley dunk and basically that's his point so but I guess that I guess you could see that being the, the sort of same thing at some level um so yeah I mean I I think that you know he's a new guy in a new system with new teammates and so it's going to take a while for him to really figure out exactly what his role is and and you know the coaching staff figure out what exactly what it is they want him to be doing but yeah, my biggest worry for him was you know, him being a defensive liability, and I wouldn't say that he's necessarily been that. Granted, he's only been on the floor 22 minutes a night, so, and he was a minus 41 against the Celtics. <laughs> he's, so. he's not been a stalwart, but his activity <laughs> has been better than I expected. Yeah, right.
3: And in fairness, there weren't a lot of defensive standouts in that game. We give up 155. I mean, and, that's true. Uh,
0: that's exactly, that's yeah, exactly show true. me who they were. Yeah. <laughs>
3: real busy looking at some film here for a while, it. yeah, yeah, finding anything good to show there.
0: Okay. Alright, I feel all good about that. On the on the staying with the big guys, um Jalen Smith, I've been very impressed with this season. You know, I know before you know, when we brought him in, he was our starting uh I guess he was starting power forward at the time, but now he's our backup center. Um, you know, the game the the NBA Cup game that we were at, you know, he was he was making stuff happen, you know. He was uh, he was rebounding, he was finishing. I I've been, you know, his numbers have been fine. You know, I, I I've been, I've been pretty impressed with with Jalen Smith. I guess I was just concerned. I think I think I was concerned about his. I don't know, just about when he lost that starting. You know, this was last season. You know, he lost that starting position. Um, but he seems like he's super hungry and he wants to go out there and he wants to compete and do whatever he needs to do to to help this team. Um, so I've been very very impressed with him so far Colson, you know what are your thoughts
1: on on Jalen Smith this season? Well I, I'll just uh, go quickly to the broadcast uh, they uh, they were talking about um, you know they were asking Rick Kyle how much uh, you know how much Halliburton meant to them uh, after that big blowout loss to the Celtics and he said don't forget that Jalen Smith also missed that game He's our most efficient scorer um, And he's incredibly important to this team. Uh, The guy's shooting 70% from the floor Um, He's giving you a 12 and 6 And and being unselfish with over an assist uh, a game He's just working his butt off Uh, He's hitting threes he's getting rebounds and um yeah I I was I was assuming that he was going to kind of fade away and then Isaiah Jackson would uh you know be the the future backup center for this team but uh yeah Jalen Swift will not go quietly into the night he is uh, he has earned these minutes and he's making an impact every time you see on the floor
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been stretches where he's been our best player. He's got a PER of almost 25 this year. His per 36 <laughs> numbers are up 50 percent across the board. I mean, he's racking it. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely been a good move for him to get him out at five and against bench players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and out there, he can shine and make a big impact. And he's a big part of why our bench has been so successful. Also true last year to some extent, but but really this year we're 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 mostly tearing up second units, and he's a big part of that.
2: Yeah, his effective field goal percentage is a league-leading 80.9%, uh, yeah. which is insane, and all of these numbers are going to come back down to earth. It's Coming for you,
3: Wilt Chamberlain.
2: <laughs> from the bench. Uh, he's shooting 63.6% from three-point range. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but it's great. I love. He's it.
2: getting wide open looks, so he is, and he's knocking him down. Kudos. And he's just hustling, you know.
1: Um, there was there was a couple, I mean, yeah, just all week, just a couple big rebounds, a couple big plays, you know. Yeah. Um, just love having him out there. All right, so potential, potential goat, but I like that. I like
0: that. <laughs>
2: potential, potential goat.
0: Yeah. Okay, another one I want to talk about, Benedict Matherin. Um, so I've been, I guess I've been less blown away by Matherin this season. My concern, I think, for him is, I don't know that I, I his game to me seems uh, very straightforward. Either he wants to go to the basket hard, and if he's open for a three, it's one of the two. You know, he he's either going to, barrel into the basket or if he's wide open for a three he'll shoot that three um and there's not a whole lot in between and I feel like you there's no subtlety to his game at all and that's my concern with him and I was kind of hoping he'd add like a wrinkle into his repertoire and I don't think that I've seen one yet and is that something that Harper like is that something that concerns you or do do you agree with me on that or uh how do you feel about Mathur so far this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think that you're, you know, I think that you're right about that offensively. You know, he can look like a little bit of a bull in the china shop when he gets down there in the paint, but you know, the, the wrinkle that the coaching staff has has really asked him to work on is his defense. So, you mm. know, I I would I would lead by saying that you know it is something that clearly that he's worked on. It has been imperfect, but you know, we know he's working hard on it. He's Gotta play against, you know, tougher competition in the starting five. So yeah. I mean, it's coming along, it needs work. And then, you know, the other thing that he should be working on is just learning how to play a more half court oriented offense. It's not all about him. And last year, you know, he was posting almost 17 points a game because he could just run downhill against, you know, the B squad and, you know, right. make lots of hay. And and so it's gonna be a big learning year for him. You know, I, I'm not panicky about you know his stats being down substantially or even looking a little uncomfortable at times, just because this is going to be a huge growth year for him. As long as he's taking away the lessons every night, and, you know, I have no doubt the team's going to be coaching him up properly, then, you know, it, it'll be an important growth year for him, even though it's not going to be his most important statistical season. And as we get closer to the end of the year, we're going to look better in the half court, and he's going to be a part of that, I hope or he ain't gonna be out there (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, no i mean uh, one of the things that we uh yeah like you said harper one of the things we did last uh last year is just let the universe rotate around him you know and our entire uh bench unit was based around him getting to the basket and um this is different and you know i was concerned about whether he could be a part of the free flowing, sharing the basketball type of offense in in that first unit, and you know you said that we're, he's working on his defense. We're also working on his ball movement, and he's you know his sister three a game. He's sharing the ball.
3: Yeah, his playmaking's definitely looked better.
1: Yeah, and and you know it's it's about you know his his scoring efficiency is way down. Um, he's not hitting the uh, the three ball very well, and he's not hitting the the ones close to the basket either as well. <laughs> but, you know, I've liked his activity uh, on the defensive end. I've, I've been watching him closely. I feel like he's engaged. Uh, but his minutes are down, too. I mean, it, he's not playing starters minutes. He's playing he's playing bench minutes. So um, even though he's a starter, he's only getting 22 a game. So, um, you know, I think this is part of the coaching staff trying to, to help teach him, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Harper hit it on the head. It's a growth year for him. Yeah. you know and both of you guys have touched on things you know the the coaching staff has asked him to do a lot of things like last year was like it's great you can play ball now learn how to play in the nba right and there's a whole year of tape on him right so guys are coming in a lot more uh, cognizant of what his plan is that being said i mean i think that you know it's it's good he's Third on the team in free throw attempts per game, despite playing only 22 minutes. Um, you know, I'm biased, but I think he could be getting to the line two <laughs> or three more times a game. I mean, he goes in there a that's lot fair. and takes he a throws, lot of contact. Takes a and, lot of not, contact.
3: He's not getting. He's still getting them rookie calls, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so yeah, he's he's had to step up his defensive effort. Uh, learn how to be a playmaker in the NBA in a read react offense that is ridiculously hard and it's so fast uh, and do yeah. And played at a pace that is breakneck and you know, you know, the big thing was improve your three point shooting. We're going to be a, a big time three point shooting team. And so you got to work on that. So he just had a bunch of things yeah. to work and on while you're not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there's, there are growing pains where we're, uh, Seeing it so far, but I I think that his attitude is is awesome. I feel like he doesn't get too discouraged. He looks very engaged on the bench. I mean, we're six games in. You know, who knows how he feels twenty games from now. But if we're winning games, I think that helps a lot. And I think that he'll find his way into a few more minutes and and whatnot. So, but you're right. I think it must it has to sting to not be out there closing games because I. I think he was closing games last year so that's yeah. that's got to be a stinger but you know bruce brown is here he's got a ring so maybe that you know that's that a little things. bit of aloe onto the yeah. wound you yeah. know
1: yeah and and acting like it let me yeah. some
2: bruce
0: brown well yeah let's talk about him next you know i i've been you know uh i've been very impressed with his his defense and his three-point shooting and le- just leadership on the floor um, you know, having a guy out there that you can basically trust to do anything, um, that's not always a given, you know, that uh, in some of the teams we've had that, that, that uh, uh, but I felt like he's, uh, matched well, um, uh, with, with the team we had. I, I don't, I don't get any sense for like, you know, power struggles or everyone seems like they're, you know, uh, he seems like he's he's fitting in and, and having a good time um, and playing well. Colson, what do you think about Brown so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you told me that we were going to pay a guy $27 million a year to score 12 points, four rebounds, and two assists, you know, I might be like, I don't know. Uh, but I think what he brings with... I, I agree with the meshing part. Um, there are times when... He's kind of just doing what he needs to do on the floor. You know, he's playing defense at his position. Um, and, you know, Miles Turner is still the leader of that defense uh, and calling out all the stuff. But you can tell that, that Brown is becoming integral in, in, in how that stuff works. And then, uh, you know, hitting big shots and just having... He seems to crave the moment, which is a really wonderful thing to have. And to that point, I feel like he's been exactly
2: what we wanted and asked for i kind of i mean i agree with all those things i like watching him play i kind of thought he would be more impactful on the defensive end Mm -hmm. and maybe this is my naivety of what he is as a player but like for instance in that charlotte game you know we were having a hard time stopping dribble penetration yeah by lamella ball by terry rogier by whomever and you know carlisle kept switching or trying to get Bruce Brown guarding LaMelo Ball and I don't know that he was doing any better than <laughs> <laughs> like anybody else you know what I mean and he uh, his steals per game is I mean I guess what he had done before I guess I'm looking at the numbers and like I guess my perception of him was more of a a activity defensive guy but you know, I mean he definitely does that but I thought it would be more jump off the page more but maybe I'm too critical.
3: No, I I mean I definitely have been feeling that way as well. I you know, I don't think he's played our, his best basketball for us. So I think that's safe Fair. to say. I mean, what I love about him is he's just a really competitive guy. Like he's definitely a guy that you want on your team and in your locker room and
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I'm I'm really excited to have him around all these young kids helping them grow and get better. It's going to be awesome. I do think that the The level of play will probably improve. I mean, statistically, I'm with you. He's kind of right in there. Uh, But you would just assume that slightly larger role, you know, he's going to grow into that a little bit as well. Uh, And just like other guys, he's he's feeling that out a little bit. And he's not a guy who's going to come in and, you know, demand that everything go through him. So he's got to figure out, you know, where he fits in as well. Yeah,
0: that's kinda of what I meant by the like kind of meshing is is it seems like yeah, he's you know, and I, I know it's still early, people are figuring out their roles, but yeah, he, he didn't seem to say, Hey, this is this is my team. You know, this is uh you know, it seems like he's he's happy to, you know, do what's what's needed of him.
3: Yeah, we need to get the we need to get the two man going with him and Obi Toppin, two guys who are underperforming a little bit maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think I mean I think it's clear that Carlo trusts him. So, I, yeah, I like that. And I think that that's going to pay dividends down the road. Yeah. Is he worth 20, however much we paid him? <laughs> uh, that I don't know. But yeah. uh, we'll see if he has his Byron Scott moment. That's right. Down the stretch. Yeah.
1: I mean, I he might have already in the uh, NBA Cup. He some big <laughs> threes. He hit he some really important <laughs> shots.
3: Get your Byron Scott moment in the. Fifth game of the season. That's right. That's yeah.
1: right.
0: <laughs> well, you know. So speaking of that cup game, the one of the guys that I was uh, loving watching that game uh, against Cleveland was Buddy Hield. Hmm. Um, you know, he has moved from a starting position to the bench, and you know, we we you know we certainly expected that uh, was a possibility coming into the season. Uh, there's the, you know, pending, uh, contract, uh, stall that, you know, the, the, he, he wanted much more money than the Pacers were looking to pay him, at least at the moment. Um, they're hoping to get that done in this previous offseason. season did not happen. He's requested a trade and nothing has happened. Um, one thing was, I, I, um, uh, I don't know if I, I didn't think I mentioned this before. I don't know if you picked it up on the broadcast, but, um, uh, There was a buddy chant going on during the game in the field. I did hear that, yeah. Um, Because, you know, he was, you know, he's certainly not known for his defense, but he was. I mean, obviously, he was hitting threes, and he was, there was a ton of effort, you know, and he was getting on the floor, and, and, and I think that's when the the crowd was getting behind him, was when he was just getting on the floor and, you know, getting, uh, you know, trying to, you know, save a ball from going out of bounds. And I love, his uh, partnership with uh with Halliburton I think they just play super well together they obviously really like each other um, I don't know if you can quantify that in a, uh, in, a in a contract but um, I don't know I've been I, I mean he's been doing the things I expect and he's he's working super hard out there I mean that's what he does I think is he's just he works hard and he shoots threes
2: this might be my uh, favorite stat thus far, but uh, <laughs> Buddy Heald on a per-36-minute basis is putting up 11.63s a game. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Was a, one from Charlotte, the Charlotte game, I think, that
0: there was a... He, he grabbed a rebound, I think, from a missed three from somebody else. Ran and at the
2: three-point line.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was like a he had a f- okay look from where he was and he just ran back to the three-point line and, and canned it, too. Like, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Well, and there's the, you know, he gets called off the bench. He's, like, still tucking in his jersey and then hits a three. Like, it's just like, yeah. he just he's just is he's always ready. He's just, it's great.
3: Yeah, I love Buddy. He's super, another super competitive guy. Uh, you know, a guy that you love having on your team. I mean, two things that, that I saw from him early that I was excited about. It seemed like... He's been more aggressive to the rim this year, taking advantage of all that three-point shooting that he does, which has been nice to see. Going hard to the rack, and uh, also his his playmaking. You know, he has been more cognizant of the extra pass, uh, and I think in turn his teammates are happy to find him anytime they can too. But uh, you know, it seems like he's added a little something, and uh, you know his minutes are down a little bit. Oh yeah, he's, he's having... seeing
1: I mean, this is the least amount of minutes he's had since his rookie year. So, this is an adjustment yeah, well, for him.
3: Yeah, this isn't the Kings. We have real basketball players. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. My other least favorite statistic is he is a glaring zero for one from the free throw line on the season. Mm. Yeah. And that was a... Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that, was a that was a biggie. That
3: was a biggie. Trying to force overtime in that uh, Charlotte game. But... You know, it's it's a contract here for him. He's going to have to come big. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No.
2: I I I mean, his attitude has been fantastic as well. Again, like yes, yeah, agreed. Part, you know, he just loves playing ball. So yeah, I like watching guys that like playing ball.
0: So somebody else who I think is enjoying playing ball, uh, and I've enjoyed watching play, is uh, Andrew Namhard. He's been. Um, I've been I've been impressed. I. I've been impressed with his play. Uh, I he's to me seemed more, much more confident and more mature, and um, he's getting stuff done. Um, There's, I think, good production out of his play this season. Uh, Right now, uh, he's averaging uh, eight points, about four assists, and two rebounds a game. I think he's just making big shots and, and you know, he's, I feel like he's always in the middle of something that's going on. Uh, I feel like he finds, like, you know, right right place, right time. Harper, what do you think about Nemhart this season?
3: Yeah, no, I'm with you. He's like, if you're a football player, you'd say he has a nose for the ball, right? Like, he's always just kind of yeah. got his head in there and, you know, uh, great court awareness. Uh, you know, he's always going to do what he can to help make a play. He's looked good. Started off a little rough from the three point line start the year.
2: Yeah, to <laughs> say the least. Yeah,
3: two is seventeen are in the early going here, so hopefully that'll come up. He gets out of that slump, and you know that's going to open up other parts of his game too. Uh, you know, he's another guy. just Second year, so we're in full growth mode. Just continue to expand your game. Hopefully, help us get a little bit more efficient in that half court, uh, where we have definitely struggled, and it, it, he should have a really good season.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be a big challenge for him this year. And that was uh, something Quinn was talking about on the broadcast was basically, you know, when there, the way that Carlisle was structuring the rotation, in the second unit, Halliburton basically plays with the second unit for the first, you know, stri- like the end of the first quarter, kind of. Uh, and then the keys get turned over to, to Nemhard, And he's been okay i would say at sort of orchestrating that unit and getting good shots but it's definitely an area of growth but yeah i'd love i love legend in play i mean he he is a guy that seems to be always under control and um never like phased by what you know if something goes wrong it's not like he gets down on himself or anything he just turns around and goes to the next play which is uh you know all you can ask for at some level and yeah, hopefully that shoot, like shooting is just woeful at this point, but <laughs> it'll it'll come around, I'm sure.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I um you know, he spent all last season in, in uh, you know, the starting lineup and, and much of it next to Halliburton. He he definitely started some at point guard and was, you know, a revelation as a rookie. I he may be my my favorite current pacer though. I love his speed. I love the way that he handles himself. He has, I do feel like the offense has struggles at points under him. He's not always able to um, get everybody in the right places, um, but he has the vision. He has the size, and he's got a great mid-range game. Uh, when you yeah. when he rises up for that mid-range two, you know it's going in. Um, and when he rises up for three, you know it's not. But um, <laughs> his per his his per 36 uh, are up i mean cuz he's playing a lot less minutes than last year um, he's up a couple points uh he's up a half an assist um he's up a half a steal like he's uh progressing and um you know and 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 it's nice to kind of give him the keys where uh you know much of uh last year he was you know, sort of the secondary playmaker now kind of getting to be Full control of a team and, and watching him mature is, is just really fun. I'm just really excited to watch this kid.
0: No, I've I've been yeah. I, I agree with all these things and and yeah. Um, if he can yeah continue to develop that uh, that secondary offense, uh, you know, with the bench unit and uh, and make it three every once in a while, um, he's got a good future. Um, last player I want to talk about is our our longest tenured tenured pacer. Of course, it's Miles Turner. Um, he's had, I mean, for me, I think on the defensive side, I pretty much have gotten what, what we've seen. We, we know, he's been around. We know what we're getting from him. And I don't think it's really very much. And that's a good thing. He's been, been great defensively. Um, he, he like, as you mentioned, does run that defensive unit. Um, and I've been, he, he's had some some pretty uh, hellacious Offensive outbursts that, you know, that have been very impressive. That that he, you know, he he uh, when that three point shot gets going, that that rainbow shot that he's got when it gets going, you know, he he can fill it up pretty quickly. Um, I can tell, you know, just listening to interviews with him, you know, he knows, you know, he knows Halliburton's the leader on this team, and and um, he seems like, you know, he at least says the right stuff. You know, he he wants to. Help this team win and he's and he's excited to be out there and and he wants to run you know great a great offense and and chip in offensively where he can so um jason what do you think about this season for turner
2: yeah i mean you know yeah like you said turner is kind of what he is at this point um i've been very impressed with his um rebounding so far this Mm year his per 36 numbers he's up it's up uh two rebounds a game basically or whatever Um, from 9 to 11 which Mm -hmm. meets the eye test Um, and he looks like he's somehow finally figured out that that's what he should be doing um, (laughs) as a giant human being yeah I, I think he's good I think he and Halliburton could refine that pick and roll or the pick and pop that they have sometimes it looks just like absolute butter and amazing. And you get these wide open looks other times it's just completely discombobulated and the whole offense breaks down after that. And so I think that refining that has got to be a goal that those two guys I'm sure are fully cognizant of. Um, And yeah, I I think he's a great um, second banana as far as leadership goes in the locker room. Like, I think he's obviously got his head on, and he head on straight, and he's, a, you know, quarterback's at defense. And he's only 27, yeah, which is crazy to me. So uh, he's, like, entering uh-huh. his prime. Right, yeah, 26 to
1: 32, kind of your prime in the NBA. Yeah, he's just, yeah,
2: yeah. fantastic. Uh,
1: it just seems like he's, uh, you know, he's the one who's reminding them How many timeouts do we have left? You know, he's just he's the kind of the guy that keeps everybody on the same page on the floor um, because he's the adult in the room and he's 27 years old. (laughs) Um, Career year and rebounding uh, a career year and assists uh, right now. I mean, I know it's early in the season, but he's a part of the sharing the basketball. Uh, Yeah, I'm so excited for uh, him to kind of just give us what he I mean, last year was you know a career year for him. But if he can continue to do that and um, mesh with this team, I, I'm so excited that we signed him long term.
3: So, shout out, Miles. Yeah, Miles always always great fun out there. Has already had a couple big blocks this season. Yeah, his his defensive rebounding rate is up eight percent over his career high. Jeez, at any other that's time, great. And, you know, I, I think some of that credit, you know, goes to our coaching and, you know, the guys around him help him block out and clear out some room for him. Um, you know, so good on all the guys making his job down there a little bit easier, but uh, he's definitely been doing his part. Hopefully that keeps up because, you know, on those nights where, you know, Voo trips down 17 or whatever he had against us, it's just, it's just backbreaking stuff when things aren't going well and you just... you. You're giving up four O boards in a possession. It's just it's just backbreaking.
1: I I agree with you though, uh Jason, that he ends up at the top of the key wide open uh when that pick and roll goes well. <laughs> and he's yep. hitting more than he's missing right now. He's also had a um, couple
3: throwdowns this year. Big man showing off his uh, above the rim play a little bit. Well, and we've if we've been throwing to him in
1: the post and he like, you know, has has some moves now, you know, like it's, it's pretty fun, especially when he's on a smaller player. He just is very comfortable. He's not, he's not very comfortable on guys. His size are bigger, but if you get him a smaller guy, he just, he goes to work. I'm just really loving his confidence.
3: Yeah. He put some moves on a a pretty good pair of pair of fives on that Cleveland squad and, and Jared Jack and Evan Mobley. He puts some moves on those guys. Yeah. I like it. Me too. Aggressive Miles Turner. That's right. Wait, Jared Jack? Oh, yeah. sorry. I just said Jared Jack. Yeah, no, sorry. Jared Allen. Yeah. Different Jared.
1: Do love Jared Jack, though.
3: I, I do love Jared Jack. That's
1: right. But Turner's got his number for sure. <laughs> he could, he
3: could <laughs> definitely post up some Jared Jack. Yeah. It's a mismatch you especially, should call for it at, at this age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 years older, probably.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, good. I, I I appreciate all the conversation, guys. Um, you know, I think that we're... I seem to be all pretty much feeling pretty good about all, all the players, and for the ones that haven't been, you know, necessarily, like, uh, producing on the stat sheet, um, you know, there's, there's very understandable reasons why. Um,
1: there's a lot of learning going on. Sure. Well, and Joe, what I would say is that this team was always designed and always has been designed on some level... Uh, to be done by committee. We've got a lot of guys that score in double figures. A lot of guys have to chip in every night. Um, You know, when you're watching, you know, Jason Tatum just destroy us or Donovan Mitchell just, you know, look like he could never not miss again. Um, You know, we don't really have a guy that can impose his will like that. And it's got to be done by all these guys. They all got to step up and do it for us to, to win basketball games and and so far I think they're doing it. I mean, you know, at least to a 500 extent.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to process your Donovan Mitchell Mitchell never yeah, not never
3: missing. not missing. See, yeah, I'm pretty sure that means he always misses, yeah. right? That's...
1: Oh wait, yeah, ne- and that doesn't he's
0: mean he's
3: never
1: gonna not miss not again.
2: <laughs> much sure. much clearer. Triple negative, Thank
1: fine. You. yeah. Tri- triple negatives fine. <laughs> 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 oh dear.
0: All right, well good. Uh, well, you put me at ease and uh, expect big things out of these guys once they once they um, you know get the layers on the the cake just right and then Carlisle's gonna look at it and just say nailed it and then the winds will start coming in.
1: I was really trying to think about where to go with the cake metaphor. you know once the cake is baked. do we slice into yeah. the cake? do we do we blow the candles off the cake? Do we bake the cake?
2: You ice it. Um, ice the cake. cake is, uh, once it's baked,
0: and they don't test if you're baked anymore from the Players Association. So,
2: <laughs> well played. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joey, stat of the week. All right, team. This one uh you got the stat of the week. But I'm going to do it in a way I've I've done a couple times before. I'm going to do it in a uh, question format.
2: Mm. I was hoping you would say haiku.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I could have done that one had I prepared. And I'm going to probably think about doing that
2: going forward.
3: Isn't Colson supposed to do weekly haikus for us? When did that die? Yeah, what's up with that? When did that die? I I don't know.
1: It was it was a bit for a bit and then we stopped. <laughs> we
2: we, on yeah. your writing team.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Come on, guys, you crank out some. We we came up with the the champagne of poems. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's our that's our contribution. You take it from
1: there. Haiku life. That's right. There's the haiku life. Right. Of poems. You were real serious about this for a very short period of time. I I think there's probably at least. Uh, five haikus out there. On, yeah, you finished yeah. up the season strong, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, It's just we didn't pick it up the next season.
1: I don't like uh, outside work. I don't like homework. It's not like we assigned it to you. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so you're going to give us a stat, which um, we're going to have to take fact, a fact, but you're going to ask us whether it's true or not. So it's like Jeopardy. No,
0: I'm going to ask. Kind of. No, <laughs> this is this is not Colson style. It's going to be clearly defined.
3: An actual and game with actual roles. Who is yeah. Victor oh. Wembanyama? <laughs> is...
0: No. Okay. Not. I can tell you one thing. He is not the answer to this question. Okay. The question is, uh, who, which player has played for the most franchises, and uh, how many franchises is it?
1: 12.
2: It's got to be your boy Jeff Green. I'm, I'm I gonna. It's
1: 12. I'm gonna go with Topical here, and I'm gonna go with James Harden. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 15. And none of them. <laughs> James wanted, James Harden's
3: played for 15 teams. And none yeah. of them wanted, including his G League stint. That's last right. week. He was practicing.
1: All right.
2: Ish Smith is the other guy. Uh, He's played for now 13 teams. Nailed it. Wow. Nice. Well done,
1: sir. Yeah. Ish Smith got so traded season, uh, with the James Harden thing, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So this season, his most recent move put him uh, as the uh, uh, the number one of all time so he's on he's been on 13 franchises
3: lucky number 13 right
0: yeah so we we did there were some that uh were mentioned so jeff green is um close uh but he is tied for uh for I guess there's there's a there's a big chunk of people. So we'll start at the top. Uh Ish Smith, uh number one with thirteen teams. Then number two, or so tied for number two. We have Chucky Brown, Jim Jackson, Tony Massenberg, Joe Smith, and Garrett Temple, all with full with I'm sorry, with twelve. Oh wow. And with eleven, Jeff Green, but also DJ Augustine, former hmm. pacer. Mike James, Kevin Ollie, Anthony Tolliver. And with 10, I'll go through these here very quickly. Uh, we know some of these guys. Lou Admondson played with us, mm-hmm. I remember. Trevor Ariza, Earl Boykins, Mark Bryant, James Ennis III, Drew Gooden, Justin Holliday, James Johnson, Damon Jones, Isaiah Thomas, and Aaron Williams. Also all with 10. Uh-huh. so shout out to Ishmael Ish for making history
2: shout out. breaking
0: boundaries yeah that's my stat of the week uh we also got a Wemby watch for you harper i know you're uh you're deep into Wemby territory <laughs> you're um you're one of the number one uh wimby heads He's been in the news a bunch. I mean, obviously, he's been. You know, I think that the, this season, you know, the, he he's got basically the, you know, the spotlights on him, he, and he's got the the effervescent green light to do whatever the heck he wants, um, and he's kind of doing it on, on both ends of the floor. I mean, he's got he's got a lot to learn, um, but there's been some fun battles. He I saw him, you know, going back and forth against uh, KD. And um, you know he was he was uh, you know very complimentary. I mean, how can you not be? But uh, you know, very complimentary of uh, uh, KD. And and you know he was saying after the game, you know, he's just kind of saying he's like he's like uh, he's like I thought I'd do a bunch. I got a lot. I got a long ways to go. And he's also still posting up a bunch a bunch of uh, a bunch of big numbers. And you know, what are you seeing so far from? From the extraterrestrial.
3: Well, they they had a big week. So following a 40-point blowout to the Clippers, who are somehow playing really well right now, I guess because they have their two big guys on the floor together, and uh, and George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, he won Halloween. Victor Wimbanyama went as Slender Man. Boy, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And how. Which mm-hmm. was awesome. Definitely look up pictures of that one. They celebrated by almost getting run out of the building against uh, a pretty good Phoenix teams with aspirations of a championship. Down the entire game, as much I think they have 14 points in the second, maybe in the fourth quarter, and they finally turn it on a little bit. They literally have the lead for 1.2 seconds of this game. <laughs> they, when Benyama hits a dunk, and then Keldon Johnson steals an inbound, rips it from Durant, And uh, seals this game away. Uh, And San Antonio gets to 500 playing against the Phoenix Suns. Now, in that game, uh, the Suns are without Bradley Beal, who's going to be out for a while, and Devin Booker. So it was just the Kevin Durant show. They play them again two nights later. You're thinking, oh, yeah, well, now they've got Booker back. Uh, The Suns are going to be hungry to get a game. And I think this is there's going to be a few games this season where, you know, they tell Victor he can just go out and do whatever he wants. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, managing him and making sure he's not out there doing too much. Uh, but this one was all him. And they went out there and just put on a show. when goes for 38-10. He's 3-6 three from three-point range. Uh, he was the best player on a court with Kevin Durant. And it was terrifying. I mean, he, he just, there's always one or two plays a game, you know, where there's some crazy reverse dunk or, you know, even just stepping into a three-a transition against a 6'3 guy, and it looks like he's playing against a child. I mean, just a truly impressive performance. that's worth catching some highlights on. And they had a game tonight that I haven't seen yet. Forced OT at home against Toronto before dropping that game. So they sit at 3-3 three and three to finish the week. Uh, but, man, Wemby was very good. I, I, you know, bold prediction. He might win Work of the year, guys.
2: Mm. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hot. Oh, yeah. For what it's worth, in that Suns game, uh, I believe Devin Booker played and almost had a triple-double. In the second yeah, in game, the, he the did. In the second game, yeah. The second game, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, he's an alien. It's unfair. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what else he's to say. Wild. It's just <laughs> wild to watch.
0: Also, that that game you would mentioned that they you know sort of took that inbound, but Kevin Durant had the ball and it was just taken from him, and he stood there with his hands the same way the the were before the ball was taken as the game ended and he just stood there and just looked confused as to what happened. (laughs) Um, It was pretty, it was, it was just, it was kind of entertaining, (laughs) Uh, but it was after this, you know, Weminyama dunk that was unopposed. They just kind of just, you know, there's no way to stop him. It seems like the, the Spurs have, they're realizing they have this play in their, their, their bag that it's just called throw it up high. Yeah. And Wemba Nyama will get it because he's taller than everybody, <laughs> and there's no way to stop it. And he will just he will catch it, and he will he will make a, 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 a scoring opportunity happen.
3: Yeah, in that first in that first Suns game where they came back, he had nine of his 18 points in that final frame. Like he looks pretty comfortable playing these big moments. So through that through five games. Uh, he had scored 103 points, uh, which is second since I guess David Robinson to score 100 in that span, and the first player since Shaq in '92 to tally 85 or more points, 35 rebounds, and 10 plus blocks in his first five context, contests. He's just a weird player because you don't know what his comps are going to be. Like, is he is he going to be putting up Steph Curry numbers? or going to put up Shaquille O'Neal numbers. Like, it's not not clear
1: yeah it does seem a little bit like he might be uh the wilt chamberlain shack like they have to change the lane sort of thing like they'll have to change the court (laughs) because this guy is so dominant um or just move back the three-point line i don't know it's just it's just it's absolutely crazy and and you know i i don't i don't expect the spurs to be you know great this year but I mean the fact that they're, that this guy is enough to, you know, make them, win games down the stretch against teams we thought were going to make the playoffs is is you know this early in the season is just absolutely, outrageous. Well, he
0: like dunked once. When he jumped straight up, from outside the restricted
3: area. Yeah, I I I have trouble telling what's <laughs> happening on some of those plays. Because <laughs> his well, euro like, step is the- like it covers like twenty
2: feet. <laughs> does not compute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, and
0: Tedokumpo has some of those as well. Like where, sure. like, it's like he'll get the ball at the free throw, like his own free throw line, and he'll dribble like twice maybe, and he's at the, you know, and he's at the other end of the court. Uh, it's it's the way God intended basketball
3: to <laughs> be yeah. played. I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, I suppose.
1: Well, I mean, he's, he's much-watched TV at least, for sure. Hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely Absolutely. definitely good for the league. And, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny you get these little moments, too. Like, he, he gets dunked on, sort of, in, in one of these games, by I think by KD, and then comes right back down and just, like, throws it down on, on their entire team. And there's just, like, nothing you can do. But, you know, this week, him showing up in big moments and, you know, being able to lead this team this early in his career, I mean, it's just terrifying.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh we haven't seen it since lebron james right so i mean right all so far everything the hype is true which by the way did you guys see there was uh uh this past week lebron james uh played against the sacramento kings on the 20th anniversary of the first time that he played against the sacramento kings or something like that uh just pretty incredible yeah. there was like you know pictures of him basically doing the same things and whatnot <laughs> Yeah. But with hair. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah. And the little, and he had little some,
0: skinnier. He had some uh you know, some some good good performances this week too, you know.
1: Oh, he looks great and refreshed and I mean you know, you you worry whether he can sustain this, but I mean he looks just absolutely fantastic. And maybe he I'm just worried that, for that twenty years. I know. Yeah, exactly. At some point maybe he, you know i should stop saying that i just i'm he's nearing my age and i'm feeling bad for him i guess that's what i'm saying <laughs> like take a nap he's like, gonna catch you yeah, uh, yeah. I, I i was uh you know you guys are talking about women yama it made me think of uh chet Holmgren, um who is also playing fantastic basketball um, as a rookie who's also a an alien um and i got to see him because i watched every single uh, nba cup on friday at least the highlights um i didn't watch all the two-hour games but um most of them were close uh, it was it seemed like a very competitive night i wanted to see all the courts it seems like it was a really good opening night for this tournament um but uh Jed holcrum is legit and uh you know i know he was drafted. A year ago but this is technically his rookie year and um he's kind of doing whatever he wants he just runs around almost playing point guard but he's like seven two it's pretty impressive (laughs) i don't know if you guys seen this guy um he's putting up comparable numbers to uh women yama although i don't imagine that um you know i can't imagine that women yama won't uh blow those open at some point so but shout out to chet
3: Nope.
0: Shout out. <laughs> you've been you've been saying that
1: sentence for years too. Shout out to Chet. Is what I've been saying for years. Yeah.
2: Shout out to Chet. <laughs> my boy. My boy Chet.
1: <laughs> Love me some Chet.
0: Remember you? Uh, you always were talking about Chet after lacrosse practice. You were on that <laughs> lacrosse team. Me and Chet. Down by yeah. the schoolyard. <laughs> as it as it's. Uh, always been said um i don't know about uh i think we, we've uh, probably exhausted the time that we have uh,
1: for another google yeah we'll have to, to learn do. about um things another week my friend yep
3: yep That's not gonna teach so you anything low. this week time
1: is take up. your learning hats off sorry <laughs> right. uh, um the goal was to not learn anything this episode that was the goal
2: Nailed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Except that you, you were supposed to learn that Ish Smith has played for more teams than anybody else. That's it. And Jason already knew that, so he didn't have to learn it. So he I just won. had to remember this. it. Yeah. But so Jason learned the least, so he won. Congratulations <laughs> for winning today, Jason. <laughs> All right, team. Well, we're going to be out of here. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, to talk about the Pacers' performance from the previous week. Uh, until then, you can hit us up on the social media as we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message or email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com or at the website slash store you can get the uh,
1: some medium shirts for the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always coach Bobby C. Leonard. hey Chet turn out the lights the party's <laughs> over man just shut it down come on Chet party's never over man I'm Chet <laughs> we're always partying shut it down man
2: All right, see you at Lax practice tomorrow, man. <laughs> All right, later.
0: <laughs> Did you guys see um, Andre Drummond cross over Chet Holmgren? No. Uh, it was like, it was within the first couple games of the season, but uh, Andre Drummond like was coming after him on the full court and crossed him over and sent him to the floor. He was nice. Mm. Uh,. It was it was it was great seeing, you know, big men run at each other like big this. man
3: on big man violence.
0: Yeah. Well with like the yeah, with like the But it was like just dribble violence, you know, regular kind. Just
1: regular kind. That's dribble all violence. For. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's chat. the one.
0: Welcome to the league, big fella.